meaning if someone prohibited himself to, from some form of enjoyment, and we tell him that it's also to hold back enjoyment on Shabbos and Yom Tev, he says, had he known that he would have never made the this, we can use it as a Pesach. The Mishnah says, initially, they said that when using such an opening, the days of Shabbos and Yom Tev become multiple, the other days remain subject to the Neder. However, Bikiva then came along and taught that a Neder, which becomes nullified in part, becomes nullified in its entirety, like we learned earlier in the Masechta. An example of such a case would be where one made a nether prohibiting benefit from a group of people, and the and then has the nether nullified with regard to one person in that group. In that case, the entire nether would become nullified. Mission continues, if the nether said, I will not benefit from this one, and from this one, and this one, meaning like with the nether of each person making reference to the nether of the person before him, and the nether becomes annulled with reference to the first person mentioned, the nether becomes annulled with regard to everyone else as well, because they're all sort of hanging on that for, on the one before them. However, if the nether becomes nullified with reference to the last one mentioned, only that last person is no longer prohibited to benefit, but the others remain usher to benefit. The mission continues, if the nether says, that which I benefit from this person should be a carbon, meaning it should be usher, and that which I benefit from that person should be a carbon, etc., each person would need a separate annulment because each statement is considered to be a separate nether. Mishnah ends off and says, if a nether is made and says, wine should be prohibited to me because wine is bad for the stomach. And then people tell him that aged wine is actually very good for the stomach. And that, so not only does it become mutter to, in, to drink aged wine, he even becomes mutter in all wine based on the principle of Rabbi Akiva. Similarly, if the nether prohibited all your onions because the guy says because they're bad for my heart, and he's then told that no, that is kufi onion, which is actually good for the heart, it becomes mutter in all onions. And such a story once happened, or a mayor actually said that the person was mutter to eat all types of onions. Zach the Gemara, the Mishnah says that the word carbon, or any verbiage of nether, must be separately said regarding each person to make a separate nether for each person. Rav said this follows the view of Reb Shimon who holds this way. The Mishnah then said, shani In fact, the Mishnah seems to say that the nethers are old because they told him that aged wine is good for him. But if they would have just told him it's not bad for you, maybe the nether would stay in effect. Why is that so? Rabbi Abba said, even not bad for him. If he would have said it's not bad for you, also the nether would be annulled. The Mishnah is just making the argument stronger by saying the wine is not only not bad, it's actually good for you. Mishnah then said, In fact, again, same thing. The Mishnah seems to say that the nether is annulled because they told him that kufri onions are good for him, but if he would have said it's not bad for him, maybe the nether was still in effect. Why is that so? Rabbi Abba said, even not bad for him would have annulled the nether. But the Mishnah is just making the argument strong by saying that kufri onions is not only not bad, it's actually good for the for the heart as well. Zach, the next Mishnah. We may use a person's own honor and the honor of his children as an opening to annul the nether, meaning if the nether would force him to get divorced. Could we say to him, if you would have known that people would say that you just divorce women on a whim, or that people would think less of your children, or even think that they may be illegitimate children, would you have made the nether? If he says he would not have made the nether in these cases, then we can use this as a Pesach to annul the nether. Dr. Mishnevite, if someone makes a nether not to marry a particular woman because she's ugly and it turns out that she's beautiful, or because she's dark and turns out that she's light, or that she's short and it turns out that she's tall, or he's mutter, uh, I'm sorry, so in all these cases, he's mutter to marry her and the nether is ineffective. Now, Dr. Mishnev, this is not because she became pretty, or light or tall, rather it's because the nether was made on a mistaken premise and therefore never took effect altogether. Mish says a mice that once happened that a person made a nether prohibiting benefit from his sister's daughter so he shouldn't have to marry her because he thought she wasn't pretty. The girl was then brought to the home of Rabbi Shmuel and they made her beautiful over there and Rabbi Shmuel then asked the man, did you really make a nether not to marry this girl? He said, I didn't because look how she be- beautiful she is now. Rabbi Shmuel then used that as an opening, as a Pesach to annul the nether. At that time Rabbi Shmuel cried and said, really all Jewish girls are really pretty. It's the poverty that Nebuch makes them sometimes not pretty. When Rabbi Shmuel passed away, the girls cried a special kino, a special lamentation. He said, they said, the Jewish girls cried over Rabbi Shmuel. This was the same kinah that was said for King Shol, Shol upon his passing. 
fact, the Gemara, the Mishnah seemed to say that if the girl who was ugly later became beautiful, the nether would remain in effect. The, the Gemara that brings the story which shows that the nether uh, does become an old, even though she was taka ugly and then became beautiful. Maisa Lister. The Gemara says the Mishnah is missing words and should be read as saying that Rabbi Shmuel argues in the Tanakh and says that even if the girl actually is ugly, etc., and then she became pretty or whatever it is, the nether can be an old. On that view, the story is then brought. The bride says the girl in the story had a false tooth and Rabbi Shmuel had it switched out for a gold tooth all at his own expense. Marcus the Maisa man once made a nether that his wife may not have benefit from him unless she gives her food to, unless she gives the food that she made for him, she should give it to taste to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. I guess it was very bad. Rabbi Yehuda tasted it, uh, tasted it, and based on the Kavah he wasn't worried, he didn't say it's a problem for Kavah He said if Hashem allows his name to be erased for the sake of possibly making Shalom between Ishla Ishtai in the case of a Saita, then surely I should not worry about my honor and I should taste the food. Rabbi Shimon did not taste the food. His shita was that doing so would dishonor the Torah by dishonoring the Talmud Chacham, and it should therefore not be done. Also, he said that by doing so, this would make the person become accustomed to make Nedarim. Next, Maestro Zakti Gemara. A man once made a Ned that prohibited his wife to benefit from him unless she spits on her Shimon Gamaliel. She went and she spat onto his Clothing. Rashim Gamliel then permitted her, based on that, to go back to her husband. Rav Achmedifti Estravina, this husband intended to, to dishonor Rabbi Shimon, and her spitting on the clothing didn't really accomplish that. It was on the clothing, not on himself. So, Abazari, the condition wasn't fulfilled, so the nether should remain in effect. Ravina answered, Rav Shimon was so great that even just spitting on his clothing is considered to be a tremendous dishonor, and therefore the husband's intention was, was uh, fulfilled. Another Ma'isakdamar, a man made a nether that prohibited his wife to benefit from him unless he unless she could show Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yezi, something that's beautiful about her. Rabbi Shmuel wanted to help this woman fulfill the condition of the nether, so he asked the people what was beautiful about this woman. They responded that every part of her was ugly, including her name, which was Lachluchis, which means dirty. Rabbi Shmuel said, Oh, at least her name is beautiful in the way that is very befitting for a person who's so ugly. With that, he permitted her back to her husband. Mars the final Maisa, there was a man who from Bavel who married a woman from Eretz Yisrael, and they had different words for different things based on where they came from. He asked her to cook a couple of uh, a couple of lentils, and she took it literally and cooked two lentils. He then asked her to cook a lot of lentils, and she took it literally and cooked a humongous amount of lentils. He then asked her to bring two butsine, meaning melons and bavel, and she brought him two lamps, which are so-called in Eretz Yisrael. He became angry and told her, take the lamps and break them on the bava, which means the doorway. She went and broke them on the head of bava and buta, because that's what she thought he meant. When bava and buta asked why she did that, she explained that she was doing so because she was told so by her husband. When he understood what happened, he said, you have carried out the will of your husband with such loyalty and dedication. May Hashem give you a bracha. You should have two sons like Bova, Ben Buta, Hadnalach, Perek, Rabbi Eliezer.